Welcome to Humanity Evolve with your host, Catherine Colarco. This program will bring your life, family, and community together by focusing on the new technologies and innovations that define your world in an open and relaxed forum of ideas and discussion. Now, here is Catherine Colarco. Welcome to Humanity Evolve. This is going to be the most exciting show. I'm so excited to have Fabian Cousteau joining us today. It's uh, amazing. And the reason we have him on board today is that this show is to inspire, inform, and empower our community with wisdom from credible and trusted world experts, really to combine technology and human connection to support you to master your destiny and make a positive difference in your life and for our world. We want to nurture what is best in ourselves and enable you to do one thing that makes a difference for you and this planet. And there's nothing more important on this planet than our oceans, in my view. The oceans uh, cover over 72% of our planet's surface and are responsible for creating the most wonderful ecosystem and amazing experiences. And um, just, I'm just going to briefly introduce Fabian. I don't need to do too much because I know you all know him. The impact of Jacques Cousteau and Fabian's family on my life is profound. I grew up watching that show on TV and and was inspired by Jacques Cousteau living in the Central Valley, nowhere near the oceans, and, and fell in love with it. It changed my life. I went to the marine option program. I became a scuba diver. I worked at dive resorts and became an underwater videographer and attended uh, numerous environmental and ocean uh, uh, events all over the world. And in 1991, I met uh, Jean-Michel, which is uh, Fabian's dad, and I was so uh, affected by that meeting and uh, was so grateful. And I remember shaking his hand and saying, thank you. So today um, I met uh, Fabian on 2010 at the Blue Ocean Film Festival. Uh, and I, yes. yeah, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had such a good time. Oh my gosh. And they were celebrating your family and awarding you uh, with very, very, uh, very great distinctions. And uh, uh and I remember us in the in the room, and we I was walking in, and you were talking about family and oceans, and and we were sharing this amazing moment, and with my little papillons. Do you remember the dogs? Oh yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Wonderful little critters, exactly. love bugs for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it is a great honor to have you aboard today on the uh, Humanity of All Radio Show. Fabian is an aquanaut, oceanographic explorer, environmental advocate, and founder of the Fabian Cousteau. Ocean Learning Center. He is the first gr- grandson of Jacques-Yves Cousteau, and he spent his uh, early years diving on his grandfather's ships. And it says here you your first dive was when you were four? Uh, that's correct, on my fourth birthday. Wow, awesome. <laughs> that's a little experience. unusual. I, I, it I, is. I, anyone listening out there probably will say that's a little crazy. And quite honestly, I, I'd say I chalk it up to uh, uh, special circumstances and, and a, an unusual family. And I wouldn't uh, encourage anyone to do that for four-year-olds. But uh, we were a different breed, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, he had the world expert in it to to guide you. So I certainly trust that. And uh, so tell me a little bit about um, sort of what's happening now with the OLC or the Ocean Learning Center. And really, how can humanity be more conscious about the oceans and marine life? 
Well, Catherine, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. And, um, and uh, I, I love how you did the opening and uh, in, in such a way that really emphasizes the importance of the ocean world. Um, if I may be as bold as to take one extra step, a thin step further, um, if anything, um, some of the, the, the numbers that or mentioned are actually a slight underestimate because although we are taught in school that the surface of the planet is covered by ocean by around 72-73%, that really doesn't give us a full picture. We need to right. talk about more of the living space uh, on mm. our planet and, and with that in context, the ocean represents 99% of our live, world's living space within uh, the fact that about 95 to 96% of our world's biodiversity lives and thrives, or 3.4 billion cubic kilometers of volume, if you will. And, you know, it stands um, to reason that that really is our life support system. Right. Imagine this planet without ocean. Yeah. Exactly. Just like every other lifeless rock in space. This right. is the oasis in space. And this is really our life support system. Um, it's a fabulous place. It's also a place that's very fundamentally affected by one species in particular, uh, human beings and, and our behavior, whether good or bad. And so, um, you know, before the show, we were actually talking a little bit about, uh, you know, habits and how every single right. one of us has an effect on the planet one way or another. And it's really about that at the end of the day. And, and that's how the ocean learning got formed. Uh, the Fabian Cousseau Ocean Learning Center has for its philosophy something that my grandfather used to say all the time to us as children, which is people protect what they love. They love what they understand and they understand what they're taught without the... Um, the uh, equipment, the arms uh, to combat uh, what's happening to our planet and our ocean world more specifically, uh, and namely that uh, education aspect of things, that, that passion, uh, that understanding of how everything's connected by water. How on earth can we address the fundamental issues that not only affect our planet and our, the ecosystem that lives and thrives around it, but ourselves and our future? Mm -hmm. That at the end of the day is what is affected. Um, and as much as I love to hope that most human beings are, um, are, uh, are philosophically aligned and think about the planet as much as they think about themselves, the reality is that human beings tend to be selfish. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that in, in a, in a pejorative way, a, a, a negative way. I just mean that that's the way we were built. And so as long as we, see that our uh, ecosystem and and um, the the fact that we depend on everything that we love and cherish depends on its health, then we can realize that we can think about ourselves and still protect the planet. Think about right. our children and still protect the planet. Right. And that's really the crux of what the Ocean Learning Center stands for, is to uh, provide three categories of platforms for... Um, youth and young at heart to be able to share and partake in uh, different aspects uh, that may uh, make them better stewards of our planet. And we've named them the C programs, S-E-E, -E, not S-E-A, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, learn programs, uh, so uh, interactive programs of sharing knowledge, and the do programs, so the, the proactive in the field approach to, um, to stewardship and restoration. 
Right. Wow. And it's so easy to be involved in it. I mean, I love the website because it's like it points you right to where you need to go. Right. So it's like, oh, I want to see something. I might want to learn something and know I'm ready to do. And it just is so great on how you actually channel people into into really tapping into what their personal interest is. And what I love what you said is that our planet is really water. It is the blue planet. And 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 there's more, there's so little known about the depths of our oceans or the what's happening in our oceans. And it's and it seems so far away. And I think what you're looking at doing, what I'm seeing you doing with the Learning Center is to enable us to care about something that we don't see every day, right? We don't mm-hmm. we don't see the plastic gyres out there, but they're huge. You know, we don't realize the impact of the ocean on our world, but we see weather every day we see how plants grow and all of that ecosystem is involved with the ocean so if you care about the food you eat or the your the where you're living and and things like that then you already care about the ocean right so so you can take little steps yourself to to on choices that you do or ways to actually uh, live that make your life better and also help heal the oceans you know so I, I love what you're doing there <laughs> I, I I guess I've, I've never really uh, heard myself being described as an enabler but you're right I, in a <laughs> sense I am I'm, I'm uh, I, hopefully I, I guess uh, enabling in the positive direction right but, exactly <laughs> but you know super I, positive I, I may uh, I'm going to take a bold leap here and say that geographically speaking it does not matter where you live right whether you live on the ocean front or a thousand miles away right. you're dependent on what on ocean health for everything that you do in life and and that can span as far as saying environmental health in general but as far as the circulatory system of the planet it's all connected by water it's the circulatory system is is the water part of our planet and that connects us all that connects what we do what we what we uh, love what we cherish what we drink what we eat um, how we breathe you know uh, the oceans uh, provide us all every single one that takes a breath today it, prov- it provides about 50% or more of that breath. Uh, and, and if we like to breathe, then we <laughs> must love the ocean. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And so what, you know, if I'm sitting in the, uh, you know, away from the ocean and I, and I, I, I love to breathe, can, what can I do? What, can, what are the little things that I can do or how can I learn? What are the, some of the things that you're teaching now or, or guiding people to do in terms of taking that steps to be more of a curator or a caretaker for this planet rather than a consumer of the planet? It's a very good question. It's a, and, it, and it seems like a fairly simple question, but it gets very, very complex quickly when you start diving into the actual meat yeah. of the issues. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, although there are a lot of, of local solutions, it's that age-old uh, context of think globally, act locally. Right. The, the reality is that um, what we can each and every one of us do is change our bad habits. Um, mm. And that really makes a huge cumulative positive aspect uh, uh, effect. Right. You know, a lot of people get discouraged because of the bad news, because of the climate change related issues, because of the the um, the disappearance of uh, enormous swaths of fish populations, because of overconsumption of natural resources, because of the pollution issues. Because when you talk about plastic gyres, you're talking about millions of pounds of debris, uh, of plastics thrown in our oceans every hour of every day. Right. Uh, All those things get depressing very quickly. And, and, you know, if 
uh, if there's anything that we need to understand is the last thing you want to do is become depressed and turn your head and ignore the problem because right. that's what we've been doing for the last 50, 60 years and here we are now. The best thing we can do is change our everyday bad habits as individuals. Imagine if each and every one of us were to eliminate a single-use piece of plastic in our everyday lives. Right. Meaning, you know, stop using single-use plastics as much as possible in our everyday lives. Imagine that cumulative effect and how much as consumers right. you would have a, a positive change. And that's just one aspect of things. If we were to use the tools at our disposal that are free, such as the Seafood Watch Guide. Um, when we go to the supermarket or when we go to the restaurant, although those tools aren't necessarily uh, perfect, they're certainly better than not using them. And we can start making positive effects on the, the types of things that we affect by virtue of how we consume and what we consume. And by default, we're also improving our health by making those right choices. So it, it, it's, a, it's a win-win. It's a win for the environment. It's a win for ourselves. And we just need to start looking around. Now, some of these solutions are, are some are, I'm sure, um, solutions that some of the folks out there that are listening probably already take. And yeah. that's fantastic. But when we're talking about a global population, 7.5 billion people and growing on this planet, we're certainly maxing out our, our capacities uh, in terms of this planet's uh, supporting our species, especially as wasteful as we are in everyday lives. So one of the most fundamental things that we as individuals can do is affect and affect positive change in our communities, uh, with right. our neighbors, with our family, with our friends, and start changing things within our, our ecosphere, our local ecosphere, so that we can look forward to a much brighter future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's so simple to do. You suddenly, and celebrate the fact that you've made a better or different choice, right? And it's like, uh, for example, uh, straws, you know, just don't exactly. use straws. And I <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I had this conversation <laughs> yesterday with yeah. the owner of a restaurant that I was sitting at, and I and I frequent this restaurant a lot. Right. And, and and as a family, we love going there because it's very casual, it's very low key, it's it's a uh, it's it's you know kind of um, you know um, um, uh, you know comfort food comfort, and all that yeah. sort of thing. And yeah. we were talking with the owner about the straws that you know are this knee-jerk reaction to a lot of restaurants. They always stuff it in your drink, whether you right. ask for it or not. And that's one of the things that we were saying is let's cut down on the straws. Let's, let's eliminate these straws. If you right. must have a straw for your customer, if they ask for it, whether it's a child that needs a straw or whether it's an adult that just can't do without a straw in their drink, Right. Give them a, a paper straw coated in wax, you know, those old-fashioned yeah. straws that we used to have. Exactly. Or for reusable straws, you know, that they leave behind, like the, like the silverware. And yeah. I think we can make a big difference just on a local level, just by right. that one action alone. Yeah. And it's simple to do. It's actually – and it doesn't really negatively impact. And you can celebrate the fact you did one thing, you know. And, and uh, also acknowledging your choices with regard to – like for now, I, I go into the grocery store and look at who's got sustainable packaging, right? And so um, I often uh, will not buy the things in the plastic containers. I'll go with the paper bag, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, if you can make those small choices, you can celebrate them. You can actually celebrate – I did something. You know, this celebrate – your action and your influence because everyone 
of us influences what's happening on this planet. And so if you operate from that sort of uh, love of uh, this ecosystem, a love of this ocean, then your uh, then your choices each day actually start to shift. And I think it's uh, fairly amazing. One of the one of the things we're going to talk about, unfortunately, we have to go to a break shoot soon, but I mean, or fortunately we go to a break so that you can listen to our sponsors. And, uh, and we have, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about sort of uh, your exciting adventures in the mm-hmm. mission 31 and some of the other <laughs> things. Cause I want to talk about the excitement of being in the ocean and what that feels like for people who may Absolutely. not have done that. And what, you know, if you were actually in uh, snorkeling or, or watching these TV shows, how exciting it is and, and you get that feeling and, and how, healing that is um so i just to talk about a little bit on this uh taking steps i also want to celebrate uh, governments and and cities and and communities that are embracing this you know that are that are doing things that uh, positively impact our ocean waters and are making it more evident you know and i think that there's a lot more of that you know just in in all areas you're seeing a lot more interest in uh in communities actually taking uh, uh more policy or uh, action oriented or promoting it and it's good for business it's so good for business that's you know? at the end of the day that's exactly it i mean by by protecting the environment you actually not only are uh protecting yourselves and the health of your children but in many cases you're actually saving money and in yes. a lot of cases you're creating innovative uh, ideas and technologies and jobs yes. so at the end of the day it's a it's a win-win for everybody it's such a win-win and there's so much cool stuff that you can get involved with with technology and the ocean and preserving and making a you know marketing the fact that you are sustainable and conscious about this I mean, it's just, there's such an opportunity. I mean, just look at it as, as a, as a wonderful gift and a, an exciting business opportunity and look what can occur out of it. Right. And it's, it's just, you know, the, the considering changing the mental model of what is possible provides us a business opportunity as well as a social responsibility. And, um, we are going to come back and talk a little bit about the experience in the ocean and, and how Fabian has just created these masterful experiences for us to be part of. And, uh, we'll come back after the break with that. This is Catherine Calarco with Humanity Evolve. Stay with us and join us after the break with Fabian Christo. dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you are listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at three pacific time valerie kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkard every wednesday at three pacific these days everyone is looking for information on staying young healthy and fit The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. 
Now, back to Humanity Evolve. We're back. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve with our guest, Fabian Cousteau. Just before the break, we were talking about how each of us can take choices and, and really make an impact on the our, our beautiful ocean planet. And that makes a true difference. Simple things like removing straws or uh, deciding what packaging or um, which businesses to, to support. And, and really how that positively impacts both the economy, jobs, uh, business opportunities, and there's just so much there, so much a positive economic impact that can occur by taking these uh, better choices and and to celebrate them. And uh, so, one thing I want to we want to talk about now is is this experience of being underwater. I'm just there's nothing better in the world than than, than I I literally love being underwater. If and and so I, you know, Fabian, can you talk a little bit about your mission 31 and 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 what that was like? I mean, I watched. It on YouTube Live, and I was live streaming it at work, and it was like, "Whoa, look!" You know, so so t- tell me a little bit about what, what that was like, you know, and and how the technology really enabled you to 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 have that experience and share it with us. Well, I yeah, I, 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 how many hours do you have? I <laughs> <laughs> got a lot, but <laughs> I think I, I think our listeners will probably get tired way before I can stop, but. Um, before we, we you know, I, I just wanted to conclude with what you said about um, the environment. I mean, the environment, we have to remember, is our natural resource bank account. And there there's no bailout loan. So right. if the, the environment goes bankrupt, so do we. And, and we certainly don't want that. And, you know, the you know, on a more lighthearted uh, subject or, or, or aspect of that is the ocean exploration side of things. I mean, we, we don't know anything about our water planet. We know so little. We know a lot about land because it's easily accessible, relatively speaking. But our oceans, we've explored less than 5% of our ocean world to date. And that includes all modern-day ocean exploration spanning back to the invention of the Aqualung, which my grandfather and Emile Gagnon from Air Liquide uh, put together and, and invented um, and had and have given us the freedom to fly underwater uh, like fish, uh, breaking our earthly bonds of gravity. I mean, it's it, it's still to this day a very, very difficult alien place to get to. And we're just now developing these technologies and, and these, uh, these uh, vehicles to go a little bit longer and a little bit deeper and a little bit further. And what I wanted to do is, you know, Mission 31 was, was one of many expeditions that I've executed. And, and this one happened to be an experiment, a, right. an experiment on so many levels. Yeah. The first one, and really the one that I, I, I really didn't emphasize publicly, but the one that was, the, that, that was most important to me was, do people around the world still care about the oceans? Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age when the Kardashians or, you know, The Bachelor and all this other trite, trivial stuff, uh, entertainment at best, is touted as um, something that our young people are really looking to and, and looking at as, as, as examples of leadership. Uh, do, does something like uh, nature and the ocean really matter? Adventure, exploration really matter to them anymore? Um, and, and I wanted to yes. see if, you know, by developing a an expedition that was unprecedented, something very different, something uh, that could be a platform to reach out to the world in real time from the bottom of the sea, could be something that really entrances today's very overstimulated populations, mm-hmm. youth and and you know young at heart as well. 
And I'm happy to say that, uh, although it was a very risky one, uh, <laughs> executing a, uh, an expedition where myself and five of my uh, aquanaut mates, so to speak, yeah. uh, lived underwater for a full month, 31 days, a full awesome. lunar cycle, if you will, at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the sea, um, to go out and explore the ocean world every day, eight to 10 hours a day of diving, was... Um, was was a monumental challenge, but also one that was uh, that had brought um, the most rewarding aspect of things, which was, I guess, what uh, a producer at CNN had said: for the first time since your grandfather's days, we've seen the ocean in the news every single day for the mm-hmm. full month, and that was the biggest reward because, you know. It, it was certainly an unknown. It was certainly extraordinarily challenging to do this. Um, as a matter of fact, anyone who's who's curious about it can look. Yeah. We posted 31 videos in 31 days to to kind of commemorate every day and the the, the new things we've learned and um, and all sorts of other aspects that were kind of neat or different or really kind of got a chance to immerse people who will, might not ever get a chance to do this right. to be part of that expedition part of that mission and um at the end of the day the 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 press that we were able to to generate and and this is uh, you know i don't want to pat myself on the back this was really a team effort of dozens of people that were able to make this happen but you know it's thanks to all of them and thanks to the general public's attention that there were you know 9700 articles printed from this wow. and able most importantly to reach almost a hundred thousand students in all seven oh. countries that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, you know, through Skype in the classroom and other things, and and I'm excited because you know to see their face when you're at the bottom of the sea, yeah, face the Goliath grouper and talking about it, you know, and, and inviting those 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 kids to be yeah. part of it. And virtually, they were thrilled. Or to talk to the Weather Channel, you know, <laughs> while we were down there talking live about the weather while I'm being blown off the platform. I mean, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I've got to say that was a first for a Cousteau expedition. <laughs> that was awesome. And what was, I mean, it's all on uh, either your website, which is uh, FabianCousteauOLC.org, or you can see it on YouTube uh, if you search uh, Mission 31. It's really worth spending some time to watch some of them. I love that exchange <laughs> with the grouper. I thought it was like amazing. It was like your your pet, you know, like you had you, you had a visitors every day that come to visit the site. And also the camera that you had, the MIT camera, the slow motion oh, okay. camera. The oh my god, that, that sure. was so cool! So tell us about the Edgertronic. So you know, I one of the things uh, I was like, wow, you know, this is the, the mission thirty one is coming up. This is an extraordinarily uh, an extraordinary opportunity to to be able to test new technologies and look at the ocean world, uh, seemingly a familiar place, a coral reef, in a very different way. How can we bring in you know new tools to do that? And uh, we got in touch with a couple of MIT engineers that built a camera called the Edgertronic after Dr. Harold Edgerton, or what we used to affectionately call him Papa Flash. He used to work with my grandfather. <laughs> yes. uh, he was the, the inventor of stop-motion photography, you know, the, right. the bullet right. through the apple and all that. Yes. So the Edgertronic is very much in uh, kin to that. It, it's a very consumer-affordable a box, for lack of a better term, a, a picture box that is able to film up to 20,000 frames a second so that you could look at um, biomechanics, for example. So right. a uh, mantis shrimp uh, attack on a uh, fish 
So it's hunting techniques in a way that the human eye could never pick up. And I've seen things that I was never able to see in my years and years of diving on mm -hmm. things that I've seen a dozen, two dozen, three dozen times. All of a sudden, I see this with fresh eyes, a fresh perspective. And uh, I've got to say, it was, certainly wasn't easy because this this uh, edratronic camera was never really built to be uh, for shooting underwater. And so we, we built a, a custom housing and many times we had to put it upside down. And, you know, there were, there were a lot of, um, a lot of things that, uh, were kind of monkeyed around with and jury rigged, but at the end of the day, that's part of invention, right? And, yes. And we're just so excited to see the resulting imagery afterwards and be able to share that with the world as well. It's, it's just mind blowing stuff. Yeah, as as an MIT alumni, I was so excited to see that you used their technology and it, and that sort of your innovations on the spot is very in line with being an MIT alum and an, an entrepreneur. It's like you know we're going to make it work. We're going to figure this out. You know, well, you know? I, my Aquanauts is an MIT uh, grad, she oh, undergrad, cool. and she's uh, you know Grace Young, and she uh, she was the reason why I invited her on is a she was young. She yeah. just gra uh, graduated. She was a uh, a um, a mechanics. She was an engineer, so you know, a woman engineer mm. uh, who wanted, who was fresh out of the box, had really hadn't done much diving. Right. Uh, to be invited to something that normally, you know, you know old, bearded, crusty <laughs> guys, you know, that thirty years in the field would do, was just something that I, I wanted to be a disruptor, and I, yes. and I knew she was, you know, one of those people that that would say yes and and come on board to yeah, be absolutely. part of this expedition, you know, and, and I wanted this to be an inspiration to others out there, you know, yeah. men, women, any background, doesn't matter. You can also be a, a marine biologist, an, an engineer, an, an aquanaut, whatever right. you want to be, you can achieve this. And, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's unforgivable not to be able to showcase that possibility for any aspiring person out there that's growing up wondering what they want to do with their lives. Exactly. I mean, I just thought it was amazing. It's, it's, uh, it, the ocean is for everyone. And you demonstrated that based on the, your ability to connect with kids uh, over the, the classroom, open classroom with incorporating grace into your program. And also it really being, allowing us to see how the mantis, the mantis shrimp actually captures its its uh, prey because uh, just a, a little bit to let people know that the, they used to call these things thumb splitters for a reason <laughs> yes <laughs> that's right well as you know you don't want to yeah. put your hands anywhere near a mantis shrimp because that's the punch right. is as powerful as a 22 caliber bullet that's and right so that's why you don't see them in aquariums very often <laughs> And, they would shatter the glass. And exactly. And they're and they're they're so fast you can't see what's going on. So it it is amazing to to take a technology, you know, built for one thing and deploy it in an ocean environment that allows you to actually to be able to see how the 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 animal behavior, right? And the beauty of this design. I mean, there's so much we can learn from the competitive and and, and adaptive uh, aspects of of the marine environment, right? And so uh even if you're on on board and don't want to be underwater, you can. There's a lot you can see and learn. So anyway, that was fascinating watching that in slow motion. <laughs> so there's, so in some of those videos, I mean, are 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 fairly um, scientific or 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 imagery heavy like that, and some of them are very lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, the day in the life of an aquanaut, for example, which you know, people go, what is an aquanaut? You know, I understand astronauts. Well, aquanauts are just simply astronauts underwater, essentially. Uh, we deal with a lot of the same kinds of issues, and you know, certain things are different. Uh, but 
at the end of the day, you know, once you're at the bottom, you're, you, you, you know, you're staying there for, till the end of the mission because you, in, as opposed to uh, a diver which has uh, decompression limits, here right. we, you know, so you have a bottom, right? Yeah. Here, as aquanauts, we have a ceiling. We can't go above a certain depth, uh, mm-hmm. or we may face decompression sickness. So it's it's very interesting to be able to be at this final frontier in a, in a in a house uh, or a log cabin, if you will, at the at the final <laughs> frontier, right. and going out and and exploring this frontier with the one the one major aspect that is the biggest biggest uh, asset, which is the luxury of time. And you couldn't do the things we did with the Edratronic or any of the other scientific experiments that we did if yeah. you didn't have that luxury of time. And so because our bodies are saturated, because we're, we're at equal pressure to the bottom pressure, right. we're able to now go and be part of this uh, reef community as if we belong to it. Uh, as long as our air supply, of course, lasted, and then we right. have to go back to the uh, habitat. But in many cases, we had unlimited air supply, and we could stay out there till we got exhausted, till we got tired, till we needed to eat. Right. Uh, and it was a fabulous luxury of time that just simply yeah. doesn't exist uh, with any other platform. Right, right, and and because most divers, you either have to ascend because you have consumed enough nitrogen, and you need to actually come back to the surface to, or or you run out of, or you need air, right? So the, the <laughs> ability right. to so, those those two things are true, and I'm, even with uh, rebreathers, you you have yes. limits as well. Yeah. Uh, so here, you're you really have the ability to go on a walkabout for about as long as you want, and. Uh, depending, of course, on depth. Now, that said, um, it does come with certain limitations as well. But it, it's just, it's fabulous. I mean, and as opposed, some people may be confused. Just, well, you, you're living in a, in a habitat that's just like a submarine. Well, no, actually, it's not. It's exactly the opposite. And although the, the shell, uh, if you will, of both uh, yeah. uh, protect you in some way, in one, meaning the submarine or submersible more specifically, you are shielded or segregated from the environment in a one atmosphere bubble. And that gives you certain advantages and disadvantages. With the habitat, you are immersed in that ecosystem. You are able to quite literally walk down the steps into that ocean world and go and and explore that ocean world as one of the residents of that reef. And that I thought was just the most amazing thing. That's amazing. What was the most surprising thing or most uh, sort of, uh, you know, what surprised you the most or what was a really amazing moment that you had by being part of that ecosystem? Oh, I mean... You know, the list is one. so, so <laughs> yeah. long. I, it's, it's hard to pick one. You know, you'd mentioned the, the Goliath grouper earlier, and we, we actually had two resident Goliath groupers, one who would uh, come back and forth a lot, and we would name him Jik, or J-Y-C <laughs> after my grandfather, his, his initials. Oh, nice. uh, and he was a, a, a big guy, you know, seven feet, 700 pounds, a very venerable uh, Goliath grouper. Uh, he had actually some scars on his on his cheek and everything else. Mm. And then there was the, the, I guess, the younger one, <laughs> six <laughs> foot, 600 pounds. So it's slightly smaller Goliath group. And we named yeah. her Sylvia uh, after wow. Dr. Sylvia Earle, uh, a family friend and, and yeah. of course, a, a huge um, champion for our oceans and inspiration to many women around the world. She was yeah. one of the original female aquanauts. I think she yes. may have been the, the original female aquanaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, between... Being able to commune with those giant animals uh, on a fairly regular basis and literally be face-to-face in silence. I I would literally walk out sometimes by myself Mm -hmm. and uh, just sit there and be 
communing with these animals um, face-to-face, animals that would you know, very easily dispatch me if they wanted to, but of course <laughs> they don't, um, and, and, and have this, this, this bond, uh, mm. this peace and quiet in this, uh, this immersive environment that really gives you a sense of well-being and peace and, and belonging. Uh, to uh, Sometimes we even got visits from the famous uh, Sylvia Earle and my father and, and even uh, Hollywood stars like uh, Holt McCallany and uh, uh, Ian Summerholder and, and oh, cool. Adrian Grenier. I mean, they would come yeah. down for 45 minutes and as the air-breathing topsiders, you know. <laughs> Wait, they'd the, come down and come visit and say visitors. hello. And, yeah. yeah, visitors. Exactly. We'd call them the visitors. Sometimes we'd actually roll our eyes and be like, oh, here come, here they come again. There goes the neighborhood. We're having topsiders come down. Uh, you know, and we, we'd be cherishing that peace and quiet when they all left. <laughs> but um, it was, them, <laughs> oh, you know, there were so many side stories like this yeah. and so many wonderful moments. It's really hard to choose one that, yeah. that, that, that marks me. I, I think my, the one that really, uh, probably sits in my mind as, as, as the moment that uh, was maybe the saddest moment was mm. when the mission was over and it was time to close the door and decompress for right. 24 hours and come back to the surface. That moment of having to give up living at the bottom of the sea was probably one of uh, one of the most heart sinking moments. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll give you an analogy. We were in this fireworks display of life the noise everywhere i mean it's not the silent world like my grandfather coined it i mean it, it's right. a very very it's very noisy, noisy. World absolutely and it's always full of life morning noon evening and it's just an amazing amazing place and so as we were leaving that day and we did the bounce dive to the surface five minute dive i was leaving this 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 just amazing mysterious alien fireworks display of life and i pierced the blue veneer back into the air breathing world at the surface yeah. and i from this colorful display to silence at the right. surface emptiness yes. there was a bird flying overhead that was about it nothing around except for a boat with a couple of human beings ready to pluck us out of the water and it was just this weird just ripping from the womb. I mean, it was it was a, almost a violent action to have, to have to rejoin the surface dwellers. I mean, it was so strange. Yeah. Wow. We're going to continue with that right after the break. What an amazing story. And we're this is Catherine Calarco with Humanity Evolve, and we're with Fabian Cousteau. Join us after the break to learn more about this underwater world. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. Welcome back. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve, and today's guest is Fabien Cousteau. Just before the break, we were talking about one of the most memorable moments that he had while on Mission 31, which was emerging from the womb of the ocean, the, the vibrant, noisy community underwater to the to the uh, above water environment where it was just a simple bird and, and, a, and a boat with two humans in it. And uh, just, I just would love you to continue that story about what the impact was and and then we can chat a little bit more about the what that means for us land dwellers. <laughs> oh, it was it was uh, such a teaser before the break. I guess I mean it's <laughs> yeah. you know and and you're right. I mean it's 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 um, we were talking a little bit after that, and it's basically piercing that veneer back into this uh, less dense space where there's just not as much going on. And you know, of course, land is beautiful and there's lots going there are a lot of things that we can point to but compared right. to the richness and the beauty of the ocean world it is it, it pales in comparison and the the i guess the dichotomy was shocking to me when i came mm. back up because when you're given such a precious gift of being able to to uh, frolic and wonder in this ocean world for which is basically unlimited time right. uh, it, it's uh, to have that taken back from you and to be faced, in a sense, with, uh, w- w- with what we live the day in and day out, um, which is relatively bleak compared. <laughs> it, is, it was just shocking to me. And, and you know, you were talking about a, a forest, and, right. and it, that's a great comparison. So I love cicadas. Uh, yeah. just, I, I'm used to it. I go on expeditions all the time. And one of the times was the Amazon River and the Amazon Forest. And yeah. For those who are blessed enough to be able to um, go on trips, whether it's for vacation or, or, or adventure or what have you, to those forests, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's yeah. just a, a very noisy place. Yeah. And, you know, the, the time when you have to be leery and, and be careful is when everything goes silent. <laughs> exactly. That's when you have to pick up and go, uh-oh, something's wrong. Because yeah, when it's noisy and, you know, life goes on and, you know, it's just, just this cacophony of, 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 of uh, movement and, and things happening, you know things are normal, things are cool. But when uh, when the, those natural noises all of a sudden just go away, then it's just like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And, and you know, I think maybe that's subliminally what happened to me when I pierced mm. that, you know, the surface yeah. and, and looked around and it was just quiet 
at the surface and you know and, and other than the boat noise it was right. just wow this is just really strange and it i guess maybe metaphorically or philosophically it brought me back to you know why we do what we do right because this this amazing place is so precious and so 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 fragile yeah and we and we belong to it and and it and it's something that we need to nourish and cherish and and be sure make sure that we covet it and and protect it the way it should be right. because as our life support system uh it, it our life depends on it quite literally and and so do our sentient beings that we share this planet with um and i guess you know most importantly as human beings since we love you know caring for our children it's for our children that we do yeah. this uh, it, it's just, you know, every time I come back from an expedition, whether it's Mission 31 or uh, the Amazon or Papua New Guinea or going down to the, you know, the, the, in some cases to a trench in a submarine yeah. or what have you, it really is coming back with hopefully what is a story that we can share with the general public that, that uh, could learn something about it, of course, but hopefully it will be uh, swept away by that adventure. Mm. And learn a little bit more about our ocean planet, our connection with it, and maybe, even maybe, become a little bit more of a champion and protector of our fragile little blue oasis in space. Absolutely. And it'd be that curator of the planet, the sort of caretaker by being the, the, your authentic true self and, and, and being able to connect with the, the love of this exploration. I think it's amazing to think about the, the, the experiences that you have and how we can live vicariously through them and how it really builds that love for the ocean. I mean, I just, you know, the passion that we feel is, is the, is, is the passion that is shown by explorers like yourself and Sylvia and your dad and, and others who are actually out there doing this exploration exploration and bringing this magical world to us and uh, allowing us to experience it. Uh, and I think that it's, it, it's fundamentally important for the legacy that we are and we leave behind for our families and our communities. You know, I think it's, 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 it is the thing we must do and must remember for our blue planet. And, you know, I, 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 I love that kind of idea of, of the, 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 the forest versus the ocean. Right. And I, and I, <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people walk through the, a garden or walk through a, mm -hmm. um, a redwood forest or walk through the, the tall prairie grasses and you, you hear the birds and the crickets and the, and the, and the noise and, and you, you feel feel how that feels for you. And I think the ocean gives you that same ex feeling, right? And, and you wouldn't want to destroy your, your favorite park. So what you want to do is, is help support it. And I, and the ocean also heals, and the and the water heals. It gives you that sense of um, peace, and it's almost like a meditation being with it, you know, and how that's good for your soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just, I, you know, I I really support your technical adventures, your future adventures, <laughs> and 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 you know, is there anything that you can tell us about that might be coming up that we should oh. sign up <laughs> oh, for? Oh, you want the secrets, <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> always have to. <laughs> it's always the next thing. Um, you oh, know, no, it's you funny that you say that. It was a. Now too. <laughs> it was a very, very good analogy that you had, and none of those things, forest, garden, people, yeah. would be possible without ocean. Right. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, all those things depend on water, and w without 
water, nothing exists. And so all those things that we, we care about and we cherish and we take for granted most of the time. If you're skiing on top of a mountain, you're skiing on the ocean. If you're drinking a glass of water, you're drinking the ocean. Um, if you're breathing, you're breathing the ocean. I mean, all those things are, are fundamentally important. And, and certainly I, I don't want to uh, bash the environmental aspect um, of things over the head of people too much. But uh, as we talk about the fun things, the, the, the adventures and everything else, which really drives uh, the curiosity aspect of, of my life, yeah. uh, it, it's certainly something that we need to keep in the back of our minds as, as this is made possible by yeah. <laughs> our exactly. oceans. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and, well, and, by the oceans. <laughs> every time, you know, so when my grandfather started, he started purely on, on the level of exploration. It was brand new. No one had ever gone really exploring the oceans or filming it. And he had to invent all those tools to be able yeah. to go there. And even to this day, we've explored so little about our ocean planet. Uh, the average depth is 12,000 feet. You know, we've, we've explored maybe that little surface layer that we can scuba dive. And even that's not really true. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, every time we go on expeditions as, as a team, and others as well. We learn more about our ocean. We learn more about ourselves. We learn more about the fragility and, and of course, the, the, the flora and fauna and some exciting stuff, new species, uh, yeah. as well as some of the impacts that we're having in places that we've never explored before. You know, right. I could go to a beach a thousand miles away from civilization where no one has stepped foot on that beach and find human impact. Right. Uh, little bits of plastic in the be in, in in the sand, or, or at the bottom where you know things have been discarded, including sometimes drums full of 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 mustard gas or DDT, and you know th and things like that, which are poisoning that circulatory system of life. And at the end of the day, even if you're not a scuba diver, or even even if you, for some odd reason, you don't enjoy the the ocean on any level. <laughs> or even water on any level. If you're, you know, if you're eating something, you know, yeah, a right. animal like a fish or what have you, yeah. um, I would venture to think that some of the things that we've all participated in on the negative level uh, are in that animal or in that plant that you're eating, that you're sustaining your own life and you're sustaining your, your, your family and your children's life. So it, it does matter regardless. But, you yeah. know, I'll also think, I also venture to think that most people enjoy the ocean on some level, whether right. it's, you know, the fact that almost 70% of the world's population lives on the ocean front or whether uh, it's the fact that we love going to the ocean for vacation mm -hmm. or water skiing or taking a boat ride or, or what have you. Um, or even the fact that uh, we, we just enjoy uh, uh, the serene sound of the ocean when we're putting our feet in the sand and how it gives us a sense of peace and quiet. Enjoy. So it gives yeah. us so many things beyond the economics of it. Right, now, exactly. You know, the, the ocean, of course, if we're just going to talk pure numbers, uh -huh. is our, our largest economy. You know, right. I think it represents some $27 trillion or something like that. Uh, some, I venture to think that it's much, much more than that. There are things, there are intangibles that we don't take into account in those numbers. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's just the most amazing place on the planet. And I would say even uh, within the, no, the known universe, it's one of the most 
uh, most amazing priceless. Yeah, it's a, it is a, is a jewel. And I think it's, you talked about the economy of the planet, uh, of, of the oceans. And I think that people are saying, well, it's, you know, more about fishing and there's so much overfishing, but there's also people who are doing really clever things about creating, uh, transferring economic dependency on say seahorse collection to seahorse preservation and creating areas <laughs> that, that become tourist attractions because yep. they've actually moved from cyanide poisoning to, to curating. Right. And and so there are ways, and they're making more money by doing that. So there's a lot of economic positivity, and and be creative, be innovative on looking at opportunities to make your area, your little world, a, an ocean support world, and uh, be part of this movement. And we've only got a few more minutes, so I I, I want to uh, provide uh, Fabian with the opportunity to talk about uh, where where people can connect with him, how can they participate in any of his current or upcoming adventures. And, uh, you know, what, how can we be involved? How can we help you? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, you know, it, it's absolutely about living with this planet rather than living on this planet. And why not enjoy the ride while we're doing yeah. these things? You know, whether it's, you know, uh, on, on an economic level of finding innovative ways to, 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 to leverage the, the beauty of uh, our planet and still make money at it uh, in a long-term sustainable way or, or whether it's uh, just to enjoy what it has to offer us on right. so many levels. Um, it, it's, it's, it's truly uh, worth thinking about uh, um, no matter what you do in life, no matter what situation you're in and, and, and uh, you know, be part of it. So uh, for what we do, what I do on a personal level and what the Ocean Learning Center offers uh, to the public, you can absolutely follow us. Uh, of course, I invite everyone to visit our websites. Uh, my website is fabiancousteau.com and the Ocean Learning Center's website is fabiancousteaulc.org. Uh, and uh, of course, all the social medias out there, we have Twitter accounts, again, Fabian Cousteau uh, on, on Twitter, sorry, F. Cousteau, I'm sorry, uh, at Twitter. Facebook is there and so on and so on. And we're, we're very active. I answer a lot of my own um, questions on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, and the Ocean Learning Center is also very active in responding as well. So we love to be interactive with people. We love to uh, share ideas, um, ex uh, you know, adventures, and, and of course, uh, just be uh, inviting to the general public who's curious and who wants to be part of the solution. Absolutely. Well, it's been a, a, a tremendous honor and a profound, amazing opportunity to talk with you today. I I've, uh, really appreciate everything that you do. You matter so much to me personally and to this planet. And I want to thank everyone for being on board today. The ocean is love embodied, and it is important for our planet, and it's important for who we are as individuals. Get involved. Enjoy the ocean. Be it a point of, of love and, 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 uh, and healing for you as, as well as potentially economic opportunity. Make choices that work for you and stay connected. Stay connected with us. <laughs> Fabian, I love you and your family. I mean, just a Thank huge you. big hug, and, and I will support you forever. And uh, you guys, make sure you stay involved. Uh, go to the Fabian's website. Uh, connect with him now. If you're sitting at your laptop, do it now. Um, this is Catherine Kalarko with Humanity Evolve. 
please stay connected with me at info at ccalarco.com or on uh, Facebook and Twitter or LinkedIn. I really look forward to having another conversation and talk more about your family and, and more about your upcoming adventures. For now, though, we must say goodbye. Thank you so much, Fabian. Uh, and uh, may you and your family have a wonderful season and we look forward to your next adventures. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Catherine Calarco for this week's edition of Humanity Evolve. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk again then.